We've got some hey, fresh I'm new Luis. And this is Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. So how do businesses and creators like us who did not cheat with hacks and tactics and don't want to be stuck in the content wheel of death? How do we build a modern media team and profit from our content? In this creator's economy, pre-filled templates and content calendars have become the solution for those that are not willing to put in the work and build a real business. Those get, get rewarded are the ones that create and control your process, their own process, their own process, that your is process. Right. Yes. And content can be a distraction or your biggest lever. Here, you learn to develop the systems to create consistently, build trust with your audience, and get the attention of those that are willing to give you money. Go to contentsprofit.com to get started today and join the community. Let's go. That is right. That little rusty over there. Do you I have your, your caffeine it. today? No, here we go. There we go. Now, guys. <laughs> Today we have an incredible, incredible, I would even say legendary guest. And we're going to be talking all about the road to your first one thousand clients and How does that also, sound? we're also going to be talking about an incredible new venture that he's working on i can't wait. can't wait to dig deeper can't wait fancy before we get started today <laughs> we get, we, i need my caffeine for sure for sure these early mornings have been really good uh do we have a sponsor today indeed we do and thank Let's you for go. asking good sir Today's sponsor is your own, The Biz Bros with Let's Content go. Momentum. If you produce a long-form piece of content just like this one that you're listening to or watching and you need a plug-and-play team to multi-purpose it, we are here for you. Slide in the DMs at Biz Bros Co. on Facebook yeah. and on Instagram. That's right, guys. Follow the show because every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, these incredible interviews are coming to you with amazing lessons, amazing resources, amazing tools for you to move your business forward. So go ahead and follow the show. Let us know what you like and what you dislike at Biz Bros Co. That is right. And if today's guests help you move one step forward to your goal, please don't forget to share this episode. It might do the same exact thing for somebody else. And and don't forget to leave a five-star review. Thank Legend you. alert. Today we have an entrepreneur that has built businesses with some of the most iconic businessmen in the world. Now, he is devoting his life to helping others achieve their vision of success. That is right. Today's guest started, scaled, and sold his software company for eight figures. Then he started a company with none other than Tony Robbins and the one and only Chad Holmes, shout out to Amanda Holmes. Let's go. And, you know, take out your pen and paper. Take out your pen and paper because you want to take notes on this one. <laughs> He's also the author of The Invisible Organization and Power Tribes. He's the host of your first thousand clients podcast with over 260 episodes. And now he's working on his new self for a clientfolio for coaches. Clientfolio. Come on. Clientfolio. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> nope. Nope. Not rewind. Clientfolio, which the, the domain is client fall.io exactly there we yes, go we're, right. we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna spell it throughout the uh, episode make sure there we, we get it right there we go all right please all right. welcome legendary entrepreneur mitch russell <laughs> <laughs> mitch how are you doing <laughs> great great show great to be here guys thanks for inviting me I appreciate it. Thank you for, for hanging out here with us. I know, you know, part of our brand is just go live, just put yourself out into the world. 
And sometimes we get days where we need the <laughs> caffeine, you know? I know. So, uh, yeah, Mitch, I've been I've been switching my schedule a little bit. So now I've been like waking up 4 and 5 a.m. And this is like my second week of doing that. So that's why <laughs> I, I, I need some caffeine today. Today's 3 p.m. as we record the show. But I am incredibly thankful and honored to have you here because of your experience, what you've been doing, what you're building today. So for those who don't know Mitch, uh, what's a little background on you? Like, how do you started in in business with your ventures? Uh, any challenges along the way? Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> no, not at all. Why? Why you should ask? No, I never had. To, no, it was all I had to do is roll out of bed, and there was these big bags of money. Isn't that for, same for you guys, right? Absolutely. Smooth sailing. Yeah, smooth sailing. Yeah, for the past eight years, for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, after all, challenges are for sissies. Come on. Give me a break, <laughs> you know, it's so funny because you asked how I, you, you sort of told a little bit of my story, um, but the part you didn't tell, which was the beginning part, uh, the beginning part is my first actual business uh, besides shoveling snow and raking leaves and washing cars as a kid was yeah. starting a band. I actually started a rock band in high school. Yes. And, you know, it's funny. Uh, we started <clears throat> really uh, just to have fun. And later, a year later, we were the highest paid local high school rock band in all of the area. Wow. And we were booked almost every weekend. We were making $500 a night. And this goes back to like 1970. Wow, I mean, that's amazing. It is a lot of money back then for, for four guys, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I'm curious, Mitch. I mean, you, you said first business, right? And not normally, I mean, and then when you described a band, my head went just like, like not not a lot of people might think as a band as a, as a business. So I'm very curious because there might be opportunities in there for people that might be doing something today that they feel like it's not a business, but there's a, fi- a business in there, right? So... Uh, was that something that you guys, as you started this, this company or this venture, right? Uh, do you guys framed it as a business or it was something that you guys really, really enjoyed and then started getting paid for? And then you're like, oh, this is a business. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to tell you a secret. So do me a favor. Don't tell anybody. All right. Sounds good. We'll, we'll keep it between us. Just keep it between us. I really started the band for really one reason. And that was because I was so shy uh, and I, I didn't have many dates. So I figured if I had a band, I'd be able to meet more girls. <laughs> that's why I started the band. Yes. That, that now, sounds like a legitimate reason. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Listen, we're guys. We, we know, right? Yeah. But, but here's the thing. You know, once we got the band started, uh, we realized that for the most part, other than farting around and just and hardly just doing nothing but just enjoying ourselves, we realized that we didn't sound very good, so <laughs> we, we we needed to buckle down and practice. And so I was the disciplinary of the of the group. I was lead guitar player and yeah. CEO of the band <laughs> at, at sixteen. And I uh, I forced everybody to show up on time. No getting high, no getting drunk before band practice. And I made us practice one song at a time until we got it right. Now, not perfect, but good enough to play. Yeah. And we did this week after week after week till we had a set list that we knew with confidence that we could perform with with some quality. Mm. So that's how we started getting work. And that was, the I would say, the first rule of the band. The second thing that happened is that 
<laughs> once we started learning how to sell, sell our services, again, yeah. big lesson there, uh, we also decided to try increasing the price. So the first time that we got paid, we got paid $50. But the second time we charged 75 And the third time we charged 100 until we got up to $500 per performance. Yes. Wow. So now we had figured out that price testing was something that was very important because we then tried 550 and 600 It didn't work. So huh. we had our sweet spot at $500 per performance. Then the other thing that we noticed is that uh, after the performance, the people who hired us were very happy. So <laughs> right away, you know, because they thought, wow, that was great. Thanks a lot. And I said, so I would pull out a clipboard. I said, would you mind writing us a quick testimonial? You know, would you just put a few notes down so we could show other people? And they go, oh, sure. So here we learn the art of collecting testimonials for mm. a job well done. Well, now we were getting hired by um, by companies and organizations. Mm. So we would start posting little notes in the supermarket. And eventually we figured out that if we <laughs> sent the notes to the local newspaper, they'd even print it. Wow. So we learned the art of PR. Yes. Mm. So you see what I'm getting at here? Guys, all of the lessons of business were really there in that experience of being 16 years old and promoting our little uh, crazy little rock band. I love it. Wow. I love Those it. Those are some some incredible lessons. And I want to recap here a little bit for, for the listener. Lesson number one, setting up the rules and practicing one song at a time until you had a list of those that you were confident performing. The second one is the price testing, right? You started at 50, then 75 until you find a sweet spot at 500 mm. and then collect testimonials for a job well done. Those are incredible, right? And I love the fact that you mentioned you find out organically, right? Yep. About those. Yep. And they, that relates a little bit. I, I, I see the relatability if that's even the the correct word mm -hmm. but i see that in our in our business and how we started running the podcast we actually started the podcast just my brother and i and as we started we're like what if we bring somebody right and we started bringing guests huh now what if we have a process for bringing on the guests and following mm -hmm. up with the guests and the more we took action the more we started kind of like pinpointing the the pieces, right, that we needed to put inside of our process. And I see that similarity inside of your, your band story. Now, I think the real question, the question that everybody's asking themselves right now, Mitch, is do you still have a rock band? <laughs> uh, no, I don't have a rock band anymore, but I, I, I posted something for you in chat that uh, is the story of how I did all that. Uh, as a kid, so you could take a look at that. I but the, the I still play guitar, uh, but not quite uh, as much as I did when I was when I was uh, running the band. Absolutely. So can, can we share that link in the in the live chat and the live uh, like comments here sure. for everybody? Awesome, absolutely, awesome, yeah. awesome. So we're gonna just leave it right there for the people yeah. that are tuning in live. And, and Mitch, if there's any videos of you playing the guitar, let's drop them in here too, <laughs> yes. so everybody can can jam together. Um, well. I wish there was, but there is a photo, the only photo of the band 
yeah. is in that post that I just posted there. And, wow. and you just you wouldn't believe how skinny I, I was back then with all that hair. My goodness, <laughs> I wish I had all that hair again. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to have to take that yeah. for sure. For those listening, just go in the description. We're going to leave the link to the article yeah. right there below. Now, Mitch, I'm extremely curious. What caused that shift from let's have a rock band to start a software company that you scaled up to eight figures, right? Because, I mean, the, there seems to be a big leap and lots of learnings to get to that point. Yeah, there was. There was a lot of learning. You know, um, between the rock band experience and starting Time Slips Corporation, um, you know, it was a good, oh, I would say 12, 15 years. But what I had accumulated in experience Uh, was a range of skills and mm. in particular sales. Mm -hmm. So I became a professional salesman selling semiconductor chips, uh, uh, basically right out of college. Uh, I started because you know, my, my education was as an electrical engineer. Mm. And so I was a circuit designer and I loved doing that. Mm. But um, I realized that, uh, the guys that were selling these semiconductors were making a lot more money than me. And yeah. so I, I decided I wanted to try my hand at sales. So I, uh, I ended up going and getting educated in sales. I went to the Dale Carnegie sales Institute mm -hmm. and learned how to sell at the ripe age of 26, wow. uh, 25. And, and, um, you know, I, I mastered the art of selling through learning from the guys who wrote the book on sales. And then really from there, uh, the, the PC revolution was really just unfolding. Bill Gates had just published his new system called uh, DOS, his DOS mm. operating system. And, yeah. and the new IBM PC was just out. And, and I felt like two things. Number one, I felt like my, my job working for other people, my life at working for the people was about to come to an end because I hated it. Mm. I hated working for other people. And it wasn't an ego thing. It was, I just hated being controlled by others. And if you're feeling the same way and you work for somebody else and, and just let that be your motivation and know, or send this message to the universe by having it as an active thought. I want to start my own business. Please bring me opportunities that I can then explore. And that's what I did. And the universe brought me five different opportunities that I went and explored. Some of them were very funny, actually. But <laughs> the, 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 the best opportunity of all was this uh, partnership with my next door neighbor. Huh. And it, it was me just visiting my brand new next door neighbor and having breakfast with him and then sharing an idea. He being a professional senior level programmer was wow. able to code my idea and show it to me. And I said at that point, let's start a business. Wow. And that's how Time Slip started. Wow. Um, I love amazing. it. Be before we, we go a little bit in, in, into that, like I'm, I'm very curious, right? Like you, because I think it was it Ari Gilper that we had in the show a few days back. It's like, where are the nice cars? Like who drives the nice cars and the, the, the nice cars? Was it that Ari? No, or? That, that was. Oh, 
Blank on the name. Anyways, <laughs> who has the nice cars? And the, the people that own the nice cars were the salespeople, right? Very similar. That was Gary. Like, Gary. Ga- Gary. Gary. Gary's <laughs> person, yes. And then he also, like, he was a completely different, like, profession. And then he decided to to dive into into the sales, right? Mm-hmm. And and there's people that we've, we've figured out that, <clears throat> sorry, that might levitate a little bit towards that, where it's like, I am motivated by this challenge and I'm going to tackle, I'm going to learn how to sell. I'm going to serve people. Right. But there's also the, the other side of the coin, which is people that might need the sale. Right. Uh, and they're very passionate about the thing that they do, but might be terrified to tackle that challenge. So what would you say? What, what is your advice for the people that are terrified to, to, to facing, right? The, the word sales, the people that, that are very scared to jump on the phone and, and talk to somebody uh, about a product, about something, a solution that, that they can provide to that person in exchange of money. What would be your, your number one advice for those? Uh, my number one advice would be to, first of all, make sure that your product is as valuable as you claim it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if you're not sure of that, then you shouldn't be selling it. I don't care if it's your product or if it's somebody else's product that you're selling for. You must believe in your product. You must have such incredible faith in the fact that if someone purchases your product that they will benefit, that if you don't, you can't sell it. Yes. So if, if in fact you do, then there isn't an issue of being scared yeah. because ultimately you have a moral obligation to sell that product. So let me explain what I mean by that. I know that if I help a coach with my client folio software, I know for certain they will make more money. They will save more time. They will have better sessions with their clients and their clients will get better results. So I am a hundred percent willing to put myself out there and get on podcasts like this and, and share this information because I know this works. So if you know what you know, what you do works, then you have a moral obligation to help others. And if you don't want to help others, then at that point, it's because you have not found help for yourself. Mm-hmm. So go find somebody to help you get to the point, get your head straight so that you understand that really, look, when the dust is settled, everything we do, everything we sell, everything that is in our future yeah. is really focused on one thing, and that's helping others. I Absolutely. It. I love it. And I, I found a common trend with people that we ask very similar question is first they believe, I mean, they have a product that back up the claims and then they just believe relentlessly on their product, the impact that the product can have on somebody. And they see it the same way with the same words that you just described it is their moral obligation yeah. to go out there and find these people yeah. And help him out. So I, I love that. I uh, before you you yep. move to the next question. Um, we're currently helping out this local business. I know that we have a lot of local business owners that that listen to the show, and I think this example like uh, will will illustrate it, right? So we we started a few weeks ago helping out a fitness franchise, and one of the the tasks that we have to do is bringing people to work at this fitness location to make sure that the members are well served and also increase some sales, right? So immediately right off the bat, there's a, cu- a couple of people that are working in that studio that are not taking those workouts. They're not coming into the studios, right? And one of the questions is like, do you, do you, are you guys taking the workouts? Are you enjoying them? And the answer was like, no, we're not taking them. Uh, I don't really, I don't really care. Well, so so our thought process is like, maybe that's not the right person to put in front of, of new members and new customers because 
there's the 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 initial thought that Mitch just described is not there. Now we had this girl come in a, a couple of days ago, and uh, her email was so beautifully like put the, her story that this product like literally changed her entire life. That she just moved for, from a, another city, and this was very very exciting to her getting the opportunity to work here because of the results that she got and how her life literally turned around. Right, and when we had the conversation with her, uh, she had no previously sales experience per se, but the fact that she believed so much in that product is gonna help her so, 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 so much in this venture because she doesn't really need to do, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes here, selling. She just has to share her experience, right? Because it worked on her. Like it, it was incredible to see like her face light up when we're talking about this thing, right? So um, I just wanna put those that, those two things in perspective because when, you know, when we talk about a show or a live show or the production of, of content, I feel like that's how we feel. Like people are like, wow, how can you be so excited about this thing? Well, because we, we it's worked for us. It's been incredible in so mm. many levels. So I just wanted to put that out there and I, and thank you, Mitch, for that incredible that incredible indicator, right? If we should we, you know, tackle sales if we feel X uh depending on that that situation. So I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, my, I, I had a oh sorry, Mitch, go ahead. No, I I was gonna basically say that again, if you start out with this premise, then learning how to sell is really quite simple uh, because all you're really doing is you go, you're undergoing a process of helping somebody make a decision to better their lives. Mm -hmm. And that's what you guys did. And that's what we do. That's what I do every day. So I, I think you're on, you think you're on the, on the right track. No problem at all. That's amazing. Thank you so much for, for, uh, for the reinforcement. We really appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, and you know, Mitch, you were talking about, Kind of like asking for the universe and then once you have the the opportunities, asking for opportunities to the universe and once you get the opportunities, go and try them out. And then you explain how you, you know, met with your neighbor and it turned out that he was a software developer and he coded this whole thing. And then I'm guessing you were the non-technical partner in this partnership, right? right? And Correct. recently I read in this networking book that... The common phrase is no, it's not what you know, but who you know, right? But this book had a, an, a little extra uh, sauce in that phrase. And a it sauce. was, it's, it's not what you know, but who you know that knows what you do, right? And I think that is so important because what if you would go and have dinner with your neighbor And you've never would have told them, hey, you know, this is what I do and, and I have experience in this and I have these ideas, right? That that company probably never would have happened. And people are afraid of sharing what they're working on because I feel like sometimes people wait for it to be perfect, right? They wait for it to be perfect to start sharing it. And one of the lessons that we learned through your rock band story is that you guys learned as you were going, but you weren't afraid yep. of putting yourself out there. So, you know, for those people that might be still thinking about, okay, how do I get my, my myself out there? How do I start getting more, more opportunities? What are maybe, you know, two or three pointers that they can write down right now and start taking action on those? Well, again, all that makes perfect sense. But, but I also want to point out that you, I believe that the, universe is a big component of of how we live our lives and like for example um uh, i believe that once i set the intention to start a business 
in a matter of, of, of a few months, various opportunities started showing up in my life. Yeah. Now, if I had not set that intention, they might still have shown up. I might not have even noticed them or they may not have shown up at all. I don't know. But the interesting thing was, imagine this. Now, I'm living on a street, uh, practically in the middle of nowhere, and there's only four homes on the entire street, and you can't even see each home because they're so far away. And the one next to me is empty, and then it gets a new person moves in. So what are the odds that the person who moves in next door to me would be a professional-level programmer <laughs> and at the same time someone who later and clearly was – just like me, the same age range, the same background, mm. and at the same time, uh, wanted to be in business with yeah. me. So yeah. think about how the universe put all of this together behind the scenes. Yeah. I didn't yeah. have to do anything. I love, yeah. it. I love that's, it. That's an important lesson. I want to make that clear. If, it's, it, if your intention is strong enough, then the universe will come together to support you in your efforts, but they got to be efforts. You got to take action, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I I love this. By the way, we're a hundred and ten and two hundred percent with you, right? But you know, my wife is the complete opposite. She's like that's whole juju, right? And and I'm sure there's people out there that are like, huh? Set the intentions, your affirmations every morning, your habits, right? Taking action. But it's like if if the belief that your intentions are gonna get you there, the universe is an element, right? And we have had several stories, not only in our business, but our, our life, right? We came from Venezuela. Sure. We migrated here, different opportunities, different things, different uh, uh, different things that happen in our life that you're like, how did that actually happen, right? And and we to that's why we totally believe that the universe is a factor. But for those that are in that, like, maybe because of past stories, past beliefs in their families, like things that get carried on, right? Maybe they're in, like... Man, like I, I see it in other people, but how do I actually get started there? Like, how do I actually make that decision to start believing that the universe is this very important factor and my intentions actually matter? Is there is there something that we can do to to help, you know, push that a little bit into it does matter? Well, again, it's a matter of, of what you're interested in and yeah. whether or not that you can open up yourselves mm -hmm. to the belief that you are not alone. I mean, if you think you're alone and you think you're, it's you against the world, then what you think is right. If you think that the world, you're part of the world and the world as a whole is there to support you, then you are right. So what I'm saying is what you think determines who you are yeah, and, and yeah. whether that's right or not for you. Now, for someone who's just getting started, there's a great show on YouTube, um, If you, if you go into YouTube and type in uh, Esther Hicks, uh, Abraham, you'll, you'll find her recordings. And she has a series of 15-minute recordings. And I challenge you to listen to one 15-minute recording every single day for a week and tell me at the end of a week that you don't believe that the universe is there to support you. Mm. I would be shocked. But yeah. the reason I say that is because this is part of the same assignment that I give many of my clients, my business clients. So here we are talking about business and building business. And we're talking about the ethereal, the, the yeah. spiritual in a sense. But it's very important because it all plays together. In fact, it's all the same thing. Love it. Wow, Thank that's you. incredible. Thank you so much for uh, that challenge. I'm guessing the, the, the thought process was the same when you found the opportunity with Tony Robbins and Chet Holmes, I'm imagining. Well, you know, here again, that's you, know, you brought it up, so I'm going to use what you said as the example. 
Um, in this case, uh, Chet and I had been friends for many years. Uh, Chet was very helpful to me when I was starting my software company. He uh, showed up in my life trying to sell me advertising. And, um, and so Chet and I um, built an incredible friendship together. We were friends for many, many years. And um, what, what ended up happening is I bought ads from Chet and those ads propelled our company faster and more, uh, more deliberately than before. And our friendship grew and grew and grew until one day he asked me to help him and work with him in his little company. And so I joined his company really almost by accident just to help him out. And after working with Chet for, I'm going to say maybe five or six months, he said that he finally got his, his dream meeting with the Tony Robbins. And he goes off and he meets with Tony and he comes back and uh, he says to me, well, Tony wants to meet you and Tony and you and I are going to start getting on the phone every Thursday night. And we're going to wow. try and figure out how to put our businesses together, how wow. to create one joint venture, one business out of what we both, we all do. Yeah. And so there I was on the phone with the legendary and amazing Tony Robbins every Thursday night for wow. weeks until we hammered out a way and figured out a way to create Business Breakthroughs International. Now, you said before that you know Amanda and that's Chet's beautiful yeah. daughter and yeah. Uh, I was, I basically, uh, you know, Amanda was a baby when I met her for the first time. And, and, um, you know, again, Chet and I were in each other's lives. We'd stay at each other's homes. Uh, we know each other's children and, and, you know, we had that kind of a relationship. So uh -huh. later when, when we integrated this business together, Chet said, well, Mitch, you're, you're, you're the president, you run it. And I, I of course <laughs> accepted. And, and here again, now, how would I have known 20 years earlier that later in life I would meet Chet Holmes through Chet? I would meet Tony Robbins through Chet Holmes. That's what I mean by the universe yes. orchestrating yes. everything that we want for us. Yeah, love it. Th uh, thank you so much for sharing that story. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of people we've, we've shared a story the first time that we saw Tony on stage, like we both cried uh, <laughs> like intensely. Yeah. And it, I, it was a very, very meaningful experience, right? And and sharing uh, the podcast with Amanda too and, and the legacy that she's carrying for, for her dad and, and the wonderful sure. things that they're doing is, is, is incredible. And I, I am very excited. I'm, I'm very honored that you're sharing that story because you were also a very big part of that. So uh, the fact that you guys... Uh, because of those intentions and the universe put the pieces together, uh, the impact that you guys have been able to to achieve, right? So I, I want to encourage everybody listening, right? Let's open up our minds to 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 this, right? We already a hundred percent believe in that, right? But at the same time, like we have to look there because. Uh, this is something that's going to help you serve better your clients. It's going to help you find more people to help. It's going to help better like your, your communities, the, the, the place that you are at, the, 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 the impact that your business can have in those communities. So I, I think this is, this is so, so important to touch on. And I really appreciate you sharing all, all those stories. And uh, whenever they come to us, be like, hey, you know, that, that's, that's Juju. We're just going to send them this little clip right here <laughs> and show that that's, that's all real. So uh, I don't know, Fonse, if you have another question, but I would love to transition for what's his, what, what he's doing. Right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Me, me too. I'm, I, and honestly, the, the way I was going to frame this question was what lessons did you learn, right, with Tony, Chet, and the previous software company 
that now, you know, many years later, you started Clientfolio and it has allowed you to either scale faster or build a solid foundation for the business. So I'm curious, what are those lessons that you brought with you to Clientfolio? And also explain a little bit about what is Clientfolio and how it can help these coaches. Sure. <clears throat> so uh, we had a, a very uh, interesting company, so Time Slips Corporation. And again, I'm going back now. The company was started in 1985 and we sold it in yeah. 1994. And I, I basically... Um, Uh, took it from beginning to end. And so we had an, I, so much learning. I mean, it was so amazing to yeah. be part of this and learn so much as, as the builder and owner of the company. Uh, but the, I would have to say that the, um, the, one of the primary lessons that I learned and was reinforced heavily by Tony is that you must not leave anybody ever in a place where they're not happy and satisfied with you and what, what you do. Uh, now, it doesn't mean that you have to in any way uh, harm yourself to do that, but I'll give you an example. Um, like any company, we sold a product and we sold a lot of them. We had at one point, by, by the time I finished up at TimeSlips, we had sold a quarter million copies of our software. Mm -hmm. Well, you, as you can imagine, you know, you have a quarter million customers, somebody's going to be unhappy from time to time. <laughs> So it's how you handle the ones that are unhappy that define your company and who you are. That's what I learned. Mm -hmm. And it was even further reinforced with Tony. And I'll give you a quick example. Um, we had a policy that if someone was unhappy, they'd call customer service and customer service would try and solve their problem. But if customer service could not solve their problem, mm -hmm. the call got escalated to one of our, one of our, top customer service people. His name was Alan Singer. Well, Alan would get on the phone and no matter what would solve the problem and turn that person into an ambassador for the company. <laughs> By the end of that call, that person loved the company and then went out and spread the word. By the way, Alan Singer, that was me. I was, <laughs> I was that secret customer service person. And what I would do is I would listen as to what the problem was and I would go above and beyond whatever it took to solve the problem. And so I'll tell you that we sold a product that was $99, $199. And there are times that I would send somebody out to their office costing far more than the cost of the software. I would refund their money. I would give them free support. And I would get their entire system working all for free. Yeah, yeah. And I and now at this point, what I had was I had an ambassador. Now this person That's would go, oh my God, you can't believe what this company did. They were amazing. Well, yeah. you know, when, when I got, when we were working together, Chet and Tony and I, we had some similar situations. We had done some things, of course, like all companies do. We mm -hmm. had some customers that weren't happy. Well, my belief like Tony's was we not only refund their money, but we deliver the service and we over deliver everything about that. And mm -hmm. that's what we did. So that was a primary lesson. That was wow. one of the key cornerstone lessons of business is you do whatever you can to service everybody. Now, by the way, there's still going to be people yeah. that won't like you and won't be happy, but that's the way the world works and you just move on. Yeah. Yeah. 
Incredible. So. I, I believe the formula to solve uh, all, every problem. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. you know, go back to minute 33 and 34 to to, to find out if, if you missed it. But uh, the, we're just like mesmerized by the story. And uh, I was like, should we meet Ellen Singer? So thank you for revealing <laughs> the, 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 the secret. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I, I find it fascinating that you were that person, right? And mm -hmm. you're willing to listen. And I mean, you're at the top of the company. So now you know exactly what problems you need to work with yeah and you know i feel like one of the issues nowadays with you know technology is amazing and it facilitates a lot of stuff but i feel like at points it also cuts the communication between customer and company and now you're not listening to the real problems these people have and you are creating solutions based on assumptions of problems they may have right so i think it's so important to get on the phone, get on a conversation, ask them the question, let them talk, listen to them. And then, okay, how am I going to go above and beyond to yeah. serve these customers? So how does this tie into client folio? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm so glad you asked because I want to tell you a funny story that ties into this. Um, so we have the software and the software was created by me because... I had a problem. I have mm. a very active coaching uh, uh, company and I was spending a half an hour trying mm. between sessions, trying to prepare the client homework. So what would happen is that I'd start the session and I'd have my word processor open, my Evernote open, my spreadsheet open. <laughs> I'd have my calendar open. I'd have the zoom link open and I'd have uh, all of my tracking stuff going and, and then I would conduct my session. Well, then after the session, what am I doing? I'm taking all those pieces and I'm trying to consolidate them into a single email to send to the client. Oy. Well, by the time I got done, I spent a half an hour. Yeah. And, and so I said to myself, you know what? Uh, you know, hey, Mitch, it's, I said to myself, Mitch, it's grow up, you know, get some <laughs> professional software here. You're a professional company. Go and buy some coaching software. So I, I said, great. So I went and I started looking at other coaching platforms And what I found was surprising. I mean, there's some wonderful stuff out there, yeah. uh, but it's way too complex uh, for anything I would ever want, number one. Way too hard to learn. Hours on videos trying to learn the system and get it configured. And then on top of that, it was like really expensive. Now, I'm not a cheap guy. I mean, I, I, I am happy to pay for stuff that I need. Yeah. But man, two, three hundred dollars, dollars $150 a month for coaching software that – that doesn't even really serve my needs. I just couldn't deal with it. So I did what I think all entrepreneurs should do. Mm -hmm. you, when you encounter a problem and you try and solve it and you can't find a solution, you create one. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what client folio is. It's the solution that has taken my coaching business to the next level. The reason uh -huh. it did is because instead of 30 minutes, I'm spending five minutes between sessions. Wow. I'm also utilizing a lot of my secret sauce. Like I am at a level now coaching clients. There are certainly coaches as good as better than me, but, but I'm at the top of the, of the pyramid, if you will. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what I know about coaching is embedded into client folio. The tools I use With my clients, I've made easy for you to use if you use the software yeah. too. Oh, and by the way, it's only $20 a month with unlimited clients. I love uh, it. That is groundbreaking. 
Yeah, no. absolutely. I, I, as as you're telling the story, I'm, I'm here on the site, right? Making coaching easy, more effective, and more profitable. And then it says here, you know, sa- saves up to 40 minutes per session. So, you know, if you're a coach now, this is a massive gain, right? Just for, for $20, that's incredible. Uh, so, I mean, honestly, what I'm thinking is we don't have clients that we coach like that, right? We do get, obviously, in calls with our clients and, and help them through through their issues, but I'm thinking it, the way I'm relating it is our podcast process. After we're done with the podcast, we have a process mm. we, that, that takes us about 40 minutes to an hour to complete, right? right? And yep. I can't even imagine. It's probably the same, right? I mean, you just mentioned it. 30 minutes after doing these calls, setting everything up. And then by the time you get the next call, you're like, okay, well, I need to also prepare for the <laughs> next call probably. And now I'm all tired because I am i didn't probably even have time to take a break or go get my coffee. <laughs> now with this, you're saving all this time. You're being way more efficient about it since it's a software and it's automated you know for a fact that it's gonna get done because you know i've been guilty of this when i have to do the the post-production of the podcast in certain aspects of it i might jump through certain hoops because i'm like oh i'm, I'm short on time right now i yeah. cannot do it or i might leave it for later and it just tags on my to-do list right there so that is a challenge but when you have a software that can automate certain activities you know 100 percent with 100 percent certainty that is going to get done so yeah. i found that absolutely amazing and i love the the mindset that is one of the things that i love about entrepreneurs is i have a problem there's nobody out there with a solution that can solve it let me go and create a solution for the world right because if i'm having that problem i'm sure somebody out of the yeah. you know seven i don't even know how billion people in the world are right now somebody is going to have that same issue that, that I'm going to be able to help. Yeah. Mitch, well, uh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I wanted to re- relate this back to the story that was the topic we were talking about before. So the other day I, I get a support email from a, from a customer, a client folio customer. And they said, you know, um, I love the software, but I see it's limited to only four file attachments. Um, and I, and so in client folio, when you set up, when you're in the middle of a coaching session, if you want to, you can attach files to your email that you send. So if there's attachments, you just send them. Well, I asked a guy in email, I said, how many do you need? And he (laughs) said, well, I need at least eight. And I said, okay, no problem. And, and that was the end of the conversation. I, I, uh, I sent a message to my development team and uh, 24 hours later, they had increased it to 10. So I sent the guy back a note and said, by the way, uh, you can now attach 10 files. <laughs> well, the, the guy writes me this email. It was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. That was amazing. Thank you so much. And, and so really, it's the same process that I went through yeah. all those years ago with mm-hmm. Time Slips Corporation, because I will do within reason yeah. anything I can to make the experience better for my clients. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and, and I think that's so needed, right? Sometimes we're like, ah, uh, that's that's so much extra work or whatever. But at the end of the day, right, like it's, are we really serving our, our customers, our audience, the people that trust us with, with their money and time, right? 
to to act in in the in the best way possible for for what the questions that they have. So, you know, if you're a business owner, if you if you run a business or you're a manager, an operator, uh, if you have your own venture, I think these are very 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 important uh, lessons that that. Mitch, thank you for that, that you're sharing. So um, as we wrap up the show, we have a couple last questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, what will be your number one action point for that person that is either transitioning into their business from from a venture that they're already working on or right they're They're just like starting like they 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 got some money. They're starting their own venture and they're going at it. What will be something that they can do today to to get that momentum, to continue that momentum? Spread the word. Find a way to yes. get on to, to do podcasts, be guests on podcasts, be, be um, uh, write press releases, publish press releases, get out there. Uh, in fact, I have a free guide. Uh, if you want, I can share it that will teach people how to do this Absolutely. and give them all the templates for it. Absolutely. That would be incredible. Thank you. Uh, we're going to put it in the, in the, in the show notes for sure. All you got to do is scroll. There's so many awesome yeah. resources we're, from, we're from gonna, the band story. We're going to be uh, using it ourselves as well. So oh, yeah. maybe we can do it live. We can do a live session filling <laughs> up this template and, and all sending the, yes. all the, all the info out into the world. Yeah. Um, and got it. Th- this is so important, right? So if if you don't know if, if people don't know you uh, we cannot serve right so I, I i love the fact that that's that's out there and for some some people that might be scary but we got to do it right we're already crushed on on how to how to go from uh freaked out to not freaked out on the sales side of things mm-hmm. and uh this guy right here is what's going to help us put uh put it, our word out there for the things that that we love and, and we love to do so Absolutely. uh sweet last question fancy you got it uh, honestly, <laughs> you threw me under the bus because you usually throw the, say this one. But I'm guessing the last question, Mitch, is where would you be if you did not put your voice out there, if you did not publish? Wow, that's that's a hard question to answer. I mean, where would I be? Um, you know, I, I think I don't know how I could not do it. So it's, it's like I said, it's a hard question to answer. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I'm an extrovert, and so I love to share, and I love to be in groups. I, I'm energized in a group of people, whereas an introvert is drained. They feel drained when they get into a group. So for me, spreading the word is really my, my second nature for me. So where would I be? I don't know. I'd probably be maybe in some office, in some back office, as miserable as an employee somewhere, which I would hate. So... Uh, and I, frankly, that could that could never even happen. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like I'm I'm going to publishing. I'm putting my stuff yeah. out there. And uh, I love when solutions. I love when we ask this this question, and it's like I cannot give you a real answer just because right. I'm so passionate about what I do and the way I do it. Right? Uh, I, I love when people answer that way. But I'm gonna throw this out there. Maybe you would be, you know, uh, playing guitar still <laughs> for 500 bucks per gig <laughs> at the local bar. Who knows? Who knows? I, it might be a nicer life. I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it, bitch. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so, so grateful for you being here today and sharing your stories and your lessons with us. It's, it has been an incredible experience. So for those that are listening and they want to connect with you, Mitch, for those that want to uh, either learn more from you or learn more about Clientfolio, where should they go? Well, the first place they can go to learn more about Clientfolio is to Clientfolio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's client. 
clientfol.io. And then, of course, to learn more about me or know more about me, just go to mitchrusso.com. Awesome, guys. You heard it. Clientfolio, that is clientfol.io. And if you want to know more about Mitch, go to mitchrusso.com. That is so exciting. Thank you, Mitch. We really appreciate it. We're super, super grateful we had you here in the Contents Profit Show. Any last words you want to share with the crowd? Well, the only thing I would really say, guys, is that don't give up. Every time that you hit a wall, simply pivot. Simply walk around, move around that wall, and go another direction. Take what you learned and build from there. That has sustained me for all of my life and probably will until it ends. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Mitch. And uh, with that, thank you guys so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show on your favorite social media channel and at BizBrosco everywhere. That is right. And if Mitch today here helped you move one step closer to your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys.